Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast uh, today. Personal burnout. That's my topic. You know, we all live in a world where pressure to succeed and achieve is very, very dominant upon our thinking and upon our daily events and activities and choices. We want to succeed. We want to do the things that will bring about success. We, we are encouraged to be success-oriented. We're encouraged to be achievement-oriented. This usually starts in young childhood, and then it moves on throughout life, is to take advantage of situations and make sure that you are a success or that you have a high level of achievement in your life. And when many of us move on through life living that way and acting that way and taking one opportunity after another and having various incentives and various motivations for us to dig in and do it better and do it more intensely and longer and deeper and more committed. And then at the process of that, there's burnout that comes into our life, personal burnout. Now, we all know that we've read articles and so on about burnout at work. Usually the people who are in the giving professions, ministers, uh, therapists, counselors, nurses, medical people of various kinds, the people who give every day of their life, they give to others, they give energy to others, they give encouragement to others, they give uplift to others, they have words of affirmation that they have to come up with and encourage others. And you do that day after day to the point that at some point you just cannot do it anymore. You experience what we call burnout. The easiest way to define that is occupational giving to the extent where you go broke. You can't give anymore. You're emotionally broke. We call it compassion fatigue, if you will. That's a good word for it. And we live that kind of life. But you know, many of us live that way without the work environment. We just do that in our own personal life. We live our life every day in a manner that we burn out. And we experience kind of a mild depression. We call it dysthymia. You can function, you can do well, but you're not totally energized and really motivated and don't live by the incentives anymore like you used to. You're just feeling blah and feeling dull. Kind of a mild form of depression. That's burnout. One person defined burnout in this way. It's a syndrome of depleted emotional physical and cognitive energies. That's a good word for it. Depleted emotional, physical, and cognitive energies manifested in emotional and physical exhaustion, cynical attitudes, and feelings of personal ineffectiveness and incompetence. Boy, that's a tough one, isn't it? That's burnout, if you feel that way. You don't have reason that you are incompetent, but just the feeling of that. You have no reason to believe that you're ineffective, but you just feel that way. You no reason to be exhausted, but you feel that way. You're not usually a cynical person, but you've developed some cynical attitudes. Well, that's signs of personal burnout. And it happens to everybody at some point in time in their life. Few of us are exempt from that kind of personal burnout. You see, we get so involved in life of what we call connecting with others. Going to parties, going to social events, having birthday parties, and having anniversary parties and, and, and celebrating all kinds of events and situations and times in the lives of our friends. The point that we are exhausted because we overreach, we go beyond what is reasonable and normal. We work all day long and then we have to do something at night with our friends because they demand it. 
or their social society expects it of us. So you get into this kind of concept that you got to keep going day after day, all day long, to the point that you hit, a, hit the wall and you have what we call personal burnout. What went wrong? Well, here's one thing that went wrong. You didn't take time for yourself. You took a lot of time for other people. You took a lot of time to meet the expectations of others. You, a lot, you, you, you committed a great deal of time to meet with others to make them feel happy, to make them feel important, to make them feel uh, unusually good for that moment in time or for that particular event. But what you didn't do is take time for yourself to get away and to be just a quiet place and at a quiet time in your life so that you can just recoup. You didn't take time for that little extra nap that maybe would have been helpful you know, to take. Not an extra sleep, but just an extra nap. Usually a nap is an hour or less. 16 minutes is usually a good nap period of time. One hour is usually a good nap period of time, but no more than that. You don't need to have long hours of sleep to overcome burnout. You do need those times of just that little bit of a napping. I mean, maybe you need to do that every day for a week, maybe every day for a month, and then just really build back up again and get going in your life and deal with this issue of burnout. If you feel burnout, maybe you need to say no to certain social events. Maybe you need to say no thank you to some opportunities that come your way. The pressure that other people put on you because they want you to become part of their experience and their part of life. Just yesterday, I was pressured to go through a particular uh, social event because the other group, the group of people were doing it and they had one extra ticket that wasn't being used and they pressured me to take that ticket and use it. I kept saying, no thank you. I appreciate, but I'll pass. Because I didn't need that extra, extra level of activity that would have taken me three or four more hours of my time. I didn't need that. I needed that time because I had projects that I was working on and I needed to do them alone. And because of that, I think I came out the winner. And you need to kind of weigh that kind of situation. Sure, people want you to become part of their activities. Sure, people want you to go places with them. Of course. And that's wonderful. It's nice that you're wanted. But you know, you need to be able to say, no, thank you. You need to be able to say, I'll pass. You need to be able to say, you know, I have something that I really have put aside for this point, this point in time in my life, and I need to do it. I, have, I put aside some work for today, and I need to, to get it done. Because when you get your work done, you get your projects done, when you get your schedule fulfilled, you just feel better. And you'll feel more energy, and you'll feel more positive motivation. But one of the things you need to do is, besides do something for yourself and take time for yourself, just keep moving. Make sure that your life is full of movement. Sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting is not healthy. Sure, some period of time of sitting, some period of napping may be helpful. But keep your body moving. Keep yourself active. Sleeping longer hours does not give you more energy. Energy comes from the production of energy, and the production of energy comes from movement. So move your body and be active. Then one of the other things you need to do is to maybe you need to just take a break from your daily routine. Not necessarily from work, because we're not talking about work burnout. We're talking about personal burnout. So maybe you need to take this idea of your, your daily schedule as the way you usually function and take a vacation from it. Just go somewhere or just stay at home and hide for three, four, five, six days at a time. And just take that little vacation so that you have time for yourself, or you have time to 
just recoup and you don't have to meet the expectations of others. You don't have to meet the demands of others. You don't have to get up. You don't have to look in a certain way. You don't have to kind of present yourself in a certain way just to please other people. You can take that time, you know, for yourself. You know, but what we also need to do is just learn how to relax. Every person needs to learn how to relax. We all relax in different ways. You can just sit there and let your muscles relax. Like, remember, your muscles are like rubber bands, and you can just let go of them. And let go of the muscle of your arm, let go of the muscle of your chest, the muscles of your shoulders, the muscles of your face. Just let them go. Let them, like a rubber band, just let it go to a natural position, which is a state of relaxation. The muscles of your back, the muscles of your legs. Just relax. And maybe you need to do that three or four times a day. Maybe you need to do it for a whole week or two, ten days perhaps, three or four times a day. And just get your body to be a little bit more flexible, more relaxed. Remove that tension and that tightness, you know, from your muscular system. Just get away from that idea that you're burning up, you're burning out, you know, if you will, by all this pressure and intensity of life that you put on your body and you put on the muscle system of your body. Here's another point, gra gratitude. You know, when you live a life of gratitude, you begin to focus upon things in which you're thankful. You focus on things for which you're grateful. You know, and all of a sudden, not only are you encouraging your mood and your energy is increased, but you begin to see the fact that there are good things that do happen in your life. Other people do nice things for you. Other people do help you. Other people do serve you. Other people do encourage you. And gratitude just is to recognize the good that happens in your life. And express that gratitude towards the people who do those good things in your life and for you. A spouse, a child, a parent, a friend, a neighbor, you know, whomever it might be. Let your life focus on gratitude. Because gratitude focuses you on the good things that happen in your life. And that produces increased levels of energy. And then just the idea of mindfulness. Just get the idea of being calm. Just being relaxed and totally quiet. You quiet your mind. You quiet your brain. You quiet your heart. You quiet, you quiet your chest. You quiet your face. Just get that sense of quietness. Quiet, and that's mindfulness. That's, the word is mindfulness. You put your mind on a certain area of your body and quiet it down and feel the quietness and the calmness that comes into your life as a result of that. That helps you get through the day. It helps you get through a tough time in the day. So you can avoid burnout. You can avoid daily burnout. You can avoid personal burnout. You can avoid that burnout within the family, within the uh, marriage, and within your relationships, where the pressure and the stress is ongoing, and it's intense, and it's uh, un unending, if you will. We just need to be structure. We need to have structure. We need to have techniques. We need to have methods that will allow us to rise above it and keep a life that's quiet, keep a life that's simple, keep a life that is um, just calm and at ease and tranquil and peaceful. And then live your life that way and focus on that for a period of time. It could become a lifestyle over time. But at least let it be a focus of your time for several days or for several weeks. And then see if that is good. And if you can incorporate some of these techniques 
into kind of almost a daily life pattern so that your whole life can just be slowed down and calmed down and made more peaceful and quiet and calm and tranquil. So that's daily burnout, personal burnout. Don't let your life get to be a thought of cynicism. Don't be critical. And don't let your life be one of physical tension and tightness. Let your life be such that you're so committed in your schedule that you're on the go all day long and all night long, day after day after day. Take pause. Take pause. And let your life just calm it down and rest and be at ease. Anyway, nice to have you with me today, and I'm glad that we uh, have opportunity to focus on things like personal daily burnout, to avoid that and to live above it. Now, before you go, Lehman's Lock and Safe, L-E-H-M-A-N, apostrophe S, Lehman's Lock and Safe, Fresno, California. He's at 1089 East Shaw Avenue in Fresno, and he is the lock man. So if you need some help, if you have a lock problem, have a safe problem, have a key problem, he's mobile, he'll come to you. So give him a call if you have a particular need in the area of lock, safe, and keys, okay? Here's a number for you, 228-1805. So get a hold of Mr. Lehman, and he'll be a very good friend of yours for a long time if you have a lock and key problem forever, okay? Bye for now.